0: Good morning. Joining me now is Representative Josiah Magnuson. Good morning, sir. If you could Good pull morning, him up, Tara.
2: Too. Hey, it's great to be with you.
0: Yeah, you too. Okay, straight me out because I'm being sent these emails by a number of legislators saying, "No, no, no, we need a health czar. It's the best thing ever. You're going to love it." Um, you tried. You had an amendment. Uh, that would have set police, if if I'm reading it correctly, and correct me uh, if I'm wrong here, because I'm trying to understand. That would have uh, exempted like police and sheriffs from having to follow the dictates of a a health czar in another pandemic. It was voted down by a combination of Republicans and Democrats. Tell me what's going on. Here.
2: So that's right, Tara. So uh, yesterday we had a, a long fight on the floor uh, trying to protect our sheriffs and law enforcement from being commandeered by this basically bureaucracy uh, that's going to be replacing DHEC. And um, I've always been a you know big supporter of law enforcement. As you remember, I was the first legislator to propose funding for uh, school resource officers. Of course, I've supported judicial reform and tried to get that so we don't have Criminals being let back out on our streets, um, you know, due to having a lawyer in the legislature with political connections. Um, you know, I've proposed uh, twenty-three million dollars uh, in the budget for additional equipment for our law enforcement. So I felt like I needed to speak out and try to stop, um, you know, our sheriffs and law enforcement from being uh, commandeered and uh, and having to do the dictates of this um, of this chief bureaucrat. And it's, it's really a shame because it's such a missed opportunity. We could be pushing back and getting medical freedom and trying to correct some of the problems, the, the really bad things that we saw during COVID. Um, and yet the solution apparently with the legislature right now is let's just kind of keep everything the same and then let's centralize power in the hands of one person who can tell all of our local police uh, and sheriffs what to do. I just think that we're moving in the wrong direction, and uh, I stood up against it.
0: So let me see if I got this trait, okay? Because reading an article about it, this would essentially create a Fauci-like figure who uh, would rule over seven agencies and be able in a health emergency to issue dictates, Uh, To deal with that emergency, there'd be no prerequisites for who this health star would be over the state of South Carolina. They'd be placed in the position by the governor. There would be no requirements that this official be free from financial ties to major pharmaceutical companies or medical lobbies. And it sounds like they have uh, almost absolute power in terms of medical uh, decisions for the population in a pandemic. Do, do I have that right? Am I, am, I, am I confused?
2: No, Tara, you're not confused. You can believe your own eyes on this one. And, um, you know, what's really shocking is our uh, Freedom Caucus chairman, Adam Morgan, put up an amendment and I uh, joined him on the amendment yesterday that would at least have required that if you're a registered lobbyist, then you have to wait five years before you could be uh, the director of this agency, the Secretary of Health. And uh, that was voted down. And they they picked it apart and found all kinds of reasons uh, why not to vote for it. Uh, but, you know, what's interesting is nobody ever put up another amendment uh, to try to correct the technicalities that they felt were wrong in the amendment. You see this all the time where the rhinos will pick apart Freedom Caucus amendments and then not do anything to solve the problems that they say that they have with uh, the proposals we're making. So they just voted down uh, this idea that, that we shouldn't have lobbyists uh, as this health czar and, and dictatorial powers. Um, and I think that that opens the door for people who are connected to the pharmaceutical industry and uh, and who have an agenda that's going to parallel the agenda of the World Health Organization, the WEF. Uh, all of that is going to be coming down to South Carolina. And I think we need to be creating more safeguards. We need to be empowering our sheriffs and law enforcement to protect people's freedom. Um, We need to be creating more checks and balances, not uh, consolidating power and basically starting to have an infrastructure that can enforce these pandemic uh, regulations and lockdowns and mandates on the public.
0: We're talking to Representative Josiah Magnuson. So let me read this to you. Uh, this is what uh, Palmetto State Watch wrote. And you tell me if this is true, okay? This new director of the Department of Health, who would be a Fauci, except with the power to direct law enforcement to enforce his dictates in a pandemic or health emergency. This new director of the Department of Health, um, uh, the new, you know, newly appointed Secretary of Health, has the ability to direct elected sheriffs and an army Vis-a-vis the South Carolina National Guard to perpetrate the horrors we saw happening in other countries, such as Australia, where you saw troops in the streets enforcing dictates, going to people's houses, questioning why they weren't uh, hadn't taken the shot, uh, hitting people with rifle butts because they were seen without. I mean, we saw beatings in the street without masks on. Um, They're enforcing mass dictates. Could could you see that here if this bill becomes law?
2: Well, so unfortunately, it is something that I think could be a possibility. I mean, it would be in the hands of this one person. And, um, you know, to be fair, the the power, the, the stated power was already in the law. Yes. It was under a DHEC board. So at least you had, you know, the ability for dis- discussion, disagreement. And, uh, you know, they would have to come to a decision with, with a seven-member board uh, but I don't even think that the power really should have been there in the first place. Now, that power to commandeer our law enforcement is going to be put in the hands of one person. Uh, and that person, you know, who's going to hold them accountable? Well, the governor is going to hold them accountable, supposedly. But as we saw during COVID, you know, we don't, I don't even know that that's enough. I, I think that the governor, personally, I would say the governor actually went too far with some of the lockdowns that he imposed. So, who do we really have to hold accountable? We tried to add some regulations to uh, checks and balances for the legislature to be able to have a retention election every two years so that this person could be removed by majority vote of both chambers. That was struck down. Uh, We tried to, uh, you know, just there's several different things. We tried to put checks and balances, but it was all struck down. Um, And so this guy or woman, I guess, you know, would have basically absolute power to, tell our sheriffs the language of the of this law says they must carry out and obey his orders and they must enforce and carry out uh, all any and all restrictive measures and quarantine regulations that may be prescribed. That's what the that's what the bill says. So all of this is a possibility unless we get it changed. I'm hoping the Senate will um, you know, adopt some language maybe to um, to change this.
0: So Josiah Magnuson, just to recap, you are a representative just to recap, because this is this is this is kind of nuts. There is a board; it already had the power um, in a health emergency to dispatch uh, to forest sheriffs and police chiefs and the South Carolina National Guard to impose its will on the people. But this bill says, no, no, no. We're going to put that awesome power that's already in state, South Carolina state law under the control of one essentially health dictator. You said no. And you tried to amend it. You said, no, 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 we're going to remove the requirement from the law uh, that forces sheriffs and police and, and, and National Guard to do this to the population. And it was vote, voted down by a combination of Republicans and Democrats. Do I have that right?
2: That is right, Tara. It's really a shame. We need better, more conservative legislators in Columbia. We got to drain the swamp and and we got to keep fighting for our freedom
0: this is really scary because when you know when you have design magazine you when you have no less than the head of the World Health Organization saying disease X is coming as in fact when you have the former CDC director Robert Redfield saying disease X is coming it's going to be so much worse than covid and oh by the way it'll be a bird flu that's all oddly specific uh, and you have all these people saying it's coming and they're preparing for it in our state legislature as if it's coming do you have do you have a sense who is driving this? Is, is this a national effort? And who is driving this? What, what's the interest driving this?
2: Well, Tara, I wouldn't want to speculate too much, but I can tell you that, yes, there is an agenda coming down. We have the World Health Organization that is uh, pushing their, quote unquote, pandemic treaty. Um, I've got my bill that you know we've discussed in the past, H4246, to try to say state agencies, at least won't enforce that, but uh, but yeah, there's something coming down from the international level, and I think that it's being propped up by some of the pharmaceutical industry, some of the uh, some of the hospitals potentially are on board with this. I think a lot of the uh, academia is actually behind it, and the woke corporations. So there's a lot of different players on the field here. Um, the bottom line is we've got to be serious about protecting our freedoms, and you know our legislature is not addressing really any of this. There's been some movement in the Senate. Uh, S-975 would at least push back against some of the vaccine mandates that we saw. But there's very little attention. And I just think that we're missing an opportunity and, and really a an obligation that we have to protect the people's individual rights against what might be coming down the bike.
0: Okay. Everybody on the text line is just itchy. They want to know, what do we do about it? Who do we contact? I've got like a minute left. Um, wh- wh- who? Where is this going next? How do we stop this? Or can we stop this?
2: I know so, it passed uh, in the House. Yes, thank you, Tara. No, that's so important. So you can always go to my website, JosiahMagnuson.com, sign up for updates and uh, and stay in touch with me. I can let you know what's coming up next, JosiahMagnuson.com. You can also go to our State House website, SCStateHouse.gov, find your legislator and contact your legislator. Really, your senator is the most important person now, um, and ask them to you know get serious about protecting our freedoms, and uh, and not allow the commandeering of our law enforcement uh, for this new uh, bureaucrat that is going to be controlling our health uh, public health emergencies in South Carolina.
0: Okay. So and just to be clear, it sounds to me like can we stop this in the Senate? You're talking about contacting your senator. Can we can we stop in the Senate?
2: That's the that's the thought is that the, the House will probably not take up the Senate bill. The Senate will have to take up the House bill. So we need to contact the Senate next. Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay. Great. Okay. And you can always do that by texting S-C-R-E-P, like S-C-GREP, S-C-R-E-P to the text line 71307 will help you find your senator, their email, their phone call, light them up politely because we're good people. After 9 a.m. because I guarantee we've already filled their voicemails this morning, give them a call, tell them stop this mess uh, or send them an email and that link will direct you to be able, being able to do both. That's SC rep. Text that to the text line 71307.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.